0: Don't sound like, earth. there you go. I'm on. We're going to look at two um, passages in Scripture today. One in the New Testament is Ephesians 5, the Old Testament, Proverbs 2. Ephesians 5, verse 16 says, Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise but as wise making the best use of the time because the days are evil therefore do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is so we are exhorted to be wise in how we live in our daily living we are also exhorted to understand what God's will is keep in mind what God is doing, what his purpose is, what he is trying to accomplish. I need to to keep that focus. Otherwise, I get into just the everyday rut of what you do. You wake up in the morning, you have a routine, and you do certain things. But we need to be mindful that um, God has a purpose in mind. Our day may be routine, but we don't do it in a routine way. We trust God, we look to his wisdom, and, and we, we see what he is accomplishing, or what, he's, what his purpose is, in, in, uh, and how our, how our lives fit into that purpose. And it gives us that sense of purpose instead of the rat race that everybody else around us is running in, and sometimes that's a very futile thing to do. Now, Proverbs chapter 2 um, shows us how we ought to pursue this wisdom of God so we understand and I think this is pertinent in our prayer time Uh, how can you pray how should you be praying Um, um, you know I remember as a child praying I would pray and uh, dear God bless mommy and daddy bless my brothers and my sister and bless everybody in the whole world and and just didn't know what that really meant or how we should be praying if we're going to pray we need to pray according to the will of God we we tack that on to the end of our prayer in Jesus name we need to understand that means according to his authority and what's according to Jesus's authority is the purpose of god remember jesus as he prayed in matthew 26 he said father if it's possible take this cup from me he was on the way to the cross and in his agony in the thought of what he had to bear humanly it was unbearable lord take it from me but then he says this and this is so important nevertheless your will be done in other words even though you it may be your purpose for me to go through something difficult, I want your purpose to be completed and accomplished in my life, not just for my ease or my comfort, but for your purpose and your will. And I think that should help us as we go through some of our difficult times um, that, that, that we realize that There is a purpose in mind. God does have a purpose and and a will, and he's accomplishing that will. We just need to get some insight into it and and, and trust in God, even if we don't know uh, what he's doing and and what he's going to accomplish or the way he's going to accomplish in the mess that we're involved in at the time. But Proverbs 2 says this, My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, Make your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. What he suggests here is that there is a searching process. Um, We don't just accidentally fall upon um, wisdom and understanding and, and, and understanding the Lord. He wants us to seek him diligently. He wants us to make it a priority. So I'm reminding myself, as I ri- remind you, to make God's purpose, make his will, make wisdom in your life, knowing God's purpose, understanding, living it out, make that a priority in your life. Look at those verses again. He says, my son, if you receive my words, how do we receive God's word? We, we listen to it, we read it, and we read it with purpose, not just to, to get done our reading for today. But, Lord, what are you saying? What are you speaking to me? What what you, what would you have me to do? Treasure up my commandments with you. Picture that treasuring up person that, that gets paid and puts some money in the bank or sets some money aside, and he has a special uh, a purpose for that. And so... Um, he is, is taking care of what he gets and, and using it very carefully. <clears throat> if you incline your heart to understanding, <laughs> I think of the word incline. You ever see a dog and you make a sound or a whistle? His ear pops up. He's like, he's at attention. And so that's us when we hear the word of God. Lord, you're speaking to me today. What? are you saying if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasure um ever see somebody looking for something they lost it must be important if they're diligently seeking it and and that same way we need to seek seek god's will seek his purpose uh, seek his wisdom you have a difficult decision that that uh that that you have to make in your life we come today to pray for that, um, ask God to lead you in His direction, seek His direction, understand as much as you can what the Word of God says about your particular situation, and then the ambiguity that you have about that because we're all going to have usually going to have some ambiguity. How does this apply to me? How should I put it in my situation? Lord, help me understand my situation better. And I find I do that as I talk with other people. Um, my, wa- my wife is the main one in my life now that we talk through. And, and as we talk, sometimes things just become clearer. What, what seems so difficult just seems almost obvious af- after that conversation. And that's a person that God has put into my life to, to help me sort and sift through the will of God and the wisdom of God. And so God puts us around people like that. By the way, we all need it. Um, God gives us the wisdom, but part of that wisdom is seeking uh, uh, his will as we consult and talk with others that God is, is leading. So he says, search for it like silver. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Well, the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. That's a comfort, isn't it? that God has it there for us. He's not trying to hide it from us. He's not trying to keep it from us. He's not trying to trick us or fool us or test us in an evil way. Um, He has wisdom for us. In James, it says, if you ask, if you need wisdom, ask, and he will give it. And, and, And we see him, he's true to his word. He does that. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity we can we can trust in him we can trust in his way that uh, um, he guides he directs he leads us now we've seen through these verses that we have a part in that we are to diligently seek him not be foolish in our pursuit and just uh you know flip a coin any many mighty more i'll do whatever comes up no what, lord what would you have me to do what does your word say and and, and you can see the whole sense of this section is, um, I've said this in a practical way to people who want to understand God's will. You are foolish to say you want to understand God's will if you aren't already doing what God wants you to do that is obvious and apparent. In other words, we need to be uh, walking in obedience to the Lord. If there's sin in our life, we can't say, Lord, give me your wisdom. um, When I'm ignoring what you have to say in every area, in in some obvious area of my life. So we need to, in fact, it it mentions that in this verse, it says integrity. Um, He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, the end of verse 7. So we need to be walking in obedience to him if we expect or, or desire his leading and his direction. Of course, that very familiar verse in the next chapter, it says, uh, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Praise God for his promise and the responsibilities that he puts on us to make clear that we need to do to understand his purpose and understand his will.
1: Good evening. This will be our last meditation in the book of Amos. Maybe it will be a little bit harder to meditate. It does give you a little bit of the flavor of Amos. What kind of person he was. And I do believe that God... ...heaven verse 10 then Amaziah the priest of Bethel sent to Jeroboam king of Israel saying Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel the land is not able to bear all his words for thus Amos has said Jeroboam shall die by the sword and Israel must go into exile away from his land Amaziah said to Amos O seer go flee away to the land of Judah and eat bread there prophesy there never again prophesy at Bethel for it is the king's sanctuary and it is the temple of the king Amos answered and said to the Amaziah I was no prophet nor a prophet's son but I was a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore fields but the Lord took me from following the flock and the Lord said to me go prophesy to my people Israel now therefore hear the word of the Lord you say do not prophesy against Israel and do not preach against the house of Isaac. Therefore, thus says the Lord, your wife shall be a prostitute in the city, and your sons and your daughters shall fall by the sword. and your land shall be divided up with a measuring line. You yourself shall die in an unclean land. Israel shall surely go into exile away from its land. I think it's easy we read books like this. We often think Maybe we don't even think about the fact that these men who wrote the. We don't have a state religion in our country, so maybe it's harder for us to understand it. But lots of countries have state religions even this day. Home having the Vatican, right? Talked about the Islamic states. There's also many Buddhist states. They country here, which is Israel, they were supposed to be serving the Lord, but they weren't. It all kind of goes back to. Jeroboam what it says there thus Amos said Jeroboam shall die by the sword and it's more speaking about the fact that who set up this false religion it was Jeroboam who set it up they set up that false religion for political Jerusalem. so they set up a new religion where they were so that people would not go back to Judah so the king of Judah wouldn't get a chance to recruit their people to him so they set up a new religion and when he set up a new religion, he had to set up a new priesthood, set up a new religious church, and all these different things. And this is the thing that I think. When Jesus came on the earth, who were the most people that were the most angry at him? Religious leaders. They were the angriest. I believe when Jesus returns, many of the people that's going to be the angriest is going to be people who are leaders of these churches who making all this money because Jesus is not going to play that mess with them but see the problem is when you speak the truth you can make some enemies with people and so this man is trying to exile Amos from the whole country if you read what he says he said the king told the king that Amos is betraying him and then he go to Amos and say you can't stay here man you talking too much you gotta go back to Judah because Amos was known to be from Judah he tried to make it all flowery Amos tells him, listen, you're talking to the wrong guy. I didn't presume to be a prophet on my own. God called me to be a prophet. Neither did I choose the words that I speak. So you cannot tell me not to prophesy unless you can tell God not to send me. Now here's what God has said about you. I think many times we as Christians we get defensive when somebody accuses us of something in the name of the Lord. Amos was not that kind of guy. Amos went even harder, and so I think in some ways that's we how we have to be. The world always wants to accuse a person who speaks about judgment of something. It's going to be arrogance. It's going to be ignorance you're angry you're mean you're hateful you don't care you don't love whatever it is they're going to say they're going to say it only against the person that speaks judgment now if you only speak about the love of God the world will have nothing to say about you which should tell you where the real battlefield is it is not an understanding the compassion of God which you can't understand unless you understand the judgment of God but it is the judgment of God where we must battle, where we must preach, where we must go out in the world and talk to people about. People don't need to know that God loved them. They need to know that God is judging sin and he has died on the cross for you to save you from this judgment. His love is saving you from this judgment. Judgment comes first no it's not love first it's judgment first because there's no reason for God's love if there is no judgment God's love saves us from his judgment he saves us from himself that's why it says the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord not being consumed in the love of God not that it's not any good in following the love of God because Paul said I wish that you would learn the depth and the height and the width of the love of God but how can you understand the depth of God's love if you don't understand where you have been saved from that's why judgment is so important that's why Jesus says he who sins little is forgiven little he who sins much is forgiven much now, is that a recipe for us to sin more? No, it's a measure of reflection. How truthfully do we evaluate our own sins? That is the extent that we will be thankful to the Lord and will understand the love of God. When we understand the mighty judgment and anger
2: topics I will give them to you when you volunteer so don't stress it will be very easy to pray for um, but I want to just get two volunteers thank you two for stepping up and volunteering volunteering should not be difficult in the house of God to pray I'm just going to say that as a little rebuke um, Shant, can you please pray for um, just a lot of the people that are suffering from medical issues the medical things that we've got going on a lot in the church. Um, just seems like just talking to people, a lot of stuff's just been going on, and a lot of people have been kind of stressed and under um, just health problems with that. Nick, can you pray for um, financial issues? A lot of people in the church seem to be going through financial troubles, and especially now I, I feel that it's very much linked to um, us really trying to stir people up to continue to give and give willingly, and I think that um, Satan really wants to hinder that. I mean, obviously, any hindering, even on giving, hinders the ministry. So he's going to figure out any way he can just talking to different people here. A lot of people got stuff going on crazy in their life and just stuff that's really struggling them financially as well. So can you pray for that? And then I will close this. Oh, these are little things for you, Lord. But to us at the time, they seem like great things. We lift up a lot of the health issues that's been going on. That's really been playing. I said you allow them to continue to be a witness when they're going for treatments or when they see the doctor that um, they can continue to just point to you and point that happened to these frail bodies but it's all in your control and we just ask that you continue to do your will in our lives and help us to continue to just see what it is when we're going through those difficulties of sicknesses and Ill- injuries. I ask that you just be with um, our finances and a lot of the finances of the people in this church, Lord, who um, are just struggling with surprise things and things that are just um, creating stress in their lives um, because finances are such a big part of our lives. We ask that you continue to just provide for them, continue to give them comfort, knowing that you are in control of finances as well, um, that you um, can increase and decrease. Help this church financially, Lord. And we ask to continue to just provide for this church to hinder any works of the devil that may be hindering the ministries here financial, by financial means, Lord, and continue to just um, bless those in the church who are giving and cheerfully giving, that they can give more. And in your name we pray.